Greetings and welcome everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast episode 681. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Gast, joined by Mike Steedy. What's up? Corey Feinside. Ahoy! And Tony Korkanakis. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome guys, welcome listeners and viewers. We are live, Twitch, Tuesday nights. Please join mm-hmm. us on these live broadcasts. This is our of the year edition. This is going to be fun. This is of the year from 2023. Uh, if you do happen to miss this live broadcast, we are over on YouTube for all the content. So go back and see our last year's of the years. Uh, go check them out. That channel has got everything over there on YouTube. Subscribe to let you know when we post. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, and subscribe anywhere you want to listen to the audio. Uh, iTunes, Spotify. If we're not on it, you let me know. We'll get on it. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Of the year, folks. This is um, the format is spoilers can be happen can happen here. Just so you know, just a heads up, folks. If it's a game you haven't finished. Uh, it can happen. Um, sometimes we're waiting to play certain games too, so we try to keep it vague for each other. So you know, but just in case, um, you know, we'll see. No, no, I'm just giving you that disclaimer. Be forewarned. It will, will happen. Be, so this, for those wondering, this will be our top three games. Mike, top three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll do a surprise and our disappointment uh, for the year. Uh, we're always going to kick it off with disappointment, definitely. That's going to happen mm. right now. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off with the most disappointing game. I got to know, Mike, kick us off on the show. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my most disappointing, which I pr- probably told everyone already about, um, would be Mortal Kombat 1. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And a, lot of my, a lot of my list is really based on anticipation going Ooh. in and then did it deliver or... Yeah, but that's or why we use... That's why yeah. we use the word disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Go on. And, um, you know, of the 17 new games I played this year, this one fell shortest of what I expected. Um, Mortal Kombat 1, I, you know, I played through the story. It was fine. And the gameplay itself is pretty good. I'm still not necessarily sold on the um, cameos being the gimmick this year. But just the inv- invasions mode, which is their replacement for, like, the crypt and powers and basically all of the you know sort of single player focused stuff in the past it's just a grindy boring mess the customization is a step down and everything including fatalities now if you i'm sure you've heard is just paywalled all of a sudden and it's it's just a, it feels bad so after i played through the story i played like online like once or twice got stomped and i'm like i don't feel like i want to try to learn to get better at this game now because it's just not there's not enough like single player stuff that's incentivizing me to stick around and there's so many other things to play this year so that was it Mortal Kombat 1 um obviously I was disappointed that this was not an Injustice game to begin with but Mm. (laughs) once I knew it was coming I still was you know and another game got well it's not really on my list I'll mention Street Fighter 6 did surprise me in a way because I did play that. I played that game online. Probably you played that more, yeah. Yeah, I, I did. You definitely I, well, talked about I it way it, more. Yeah, well, I mean, it was in a lull in the in the year a bit. Mm. It helped, but uh, I played it way more and I played it online competitively more, which I'm very surprised about. But it's just Mortal Kombat didn't do enough to keep me single player, which is a pretty big disappointment because that's where it's supposed to excel. And the story was mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. It was a good like two hours, but the rest was just not enough for me to keep yeah going. Yeah, it's interesting because I actually I actually just uh, saw a thread because uh, coincidentally Street Fighter Six Capcom announced they hit the three million mark uh, in just you know nice. over half a year, which doesn't sound like a but for like a <laughs> two hundred 
2D fighting game. Like that's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. But in it, uh, people are talking about stats and stuff like that. And just as you know, what you were saying, Mike, with the single player content, Mortal Kombat has always, you know, that's been one of the strengths of that franchise. And I remember yeah. we talked about that a long time ago on the podcast. Yeah. And I see was like, hey, you know what? There actually are a lot of people that enjoy those modes. But this is the first one where, just according to Steam, right? So things could change with consoles included, but we don't have data for that. But at least according to Steam, uh, Street Fighter Six is still going on, and they're still meeting their peaks, uh, you know, peak uh, average users and stuff like that. Where Mortal Kombat 1 just kind of fell off into a cliff and it's just been like kind of, wow. in my opinion, a stark difference what we traditionally are used to with that, you know, just Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter aspect. I mean, it, it, yeah. the, of, the, of the people who I see, like, I, I'll go check out the Reddit for Mortal Kombat 1 a little bit, and the community there, at least, is pissed off at the game in general. Mm -hmm. Like, they, yeah. it's all the all the paid stuff. and Yeah, like, like $20 for Fatality, like... Yeah, there's, I mean, there's mm -hmm. character customization, but it's just not as good as, you know, the last two games, mm -hmm. so... It just feels, or the good stuff is paywalled, so it just yeah. doesn't feel great. And uh, so that was my biggest disappointment. Well deserved disappointment. Okay. It sounds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I could go with my disappointment here, and I can I can be specific, but I don't think you guys will be opposed to my most disappointing. Uh, I'm just going to give it to Microsoft. Oh Jesus Christ! Can I, can I just do it? I mean, like Starfield is my most disappointing game for the year. Um, but I would like to just, you think about Redfall and all those crappy games and Microsoft really did nothing this year for shit. Um, I completely forgot I even played Redfall. Like I did a list of like all the games I played. I didn't even remember to put Redfall. Down. Well, I'm doing I mean, I'm, yeah. if I'm cheesing out, it's, it's totally fine for me to just say Starfield. I'll put Starfield out there because, yeah. um, and that's fine because there's nothing more barren wasteland in my opinion. Uh, how do you have a universe with no aliens in the Starfield? I just, I don't understand what this game was trying to do. I don't. I don't get it. Like, I feel like this game made ten years ago is great, but now this idea is is stale, and mm. to the point this... where, especially when you're leaving, when you're leaving Baldur's Gate three, coming to this world, you're just like, it's mm. very unfortunate they came out at the same time. Yeah, I mean, what are you what are you doing here, um, Microsoft, with this game or Bethesda? Even like, it's just like, it looked um. not so good. I just I thought the combat was kind of eh. I don't know. I played a couple hours of it. It just never hooked me, and I just I'm not going back to it. I'm fine never playing it. I'm good. I'm out. Just so. to piggyback off of that so I could talk about a different game from mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's sad because, like, I, I, I tried to keep tempered expectations until, like, I think it was the last Direct. They had the Starfield Direct. Mm -hmm. They showed a bunch of stuff, including the shipbuilding. I was like, oh. like uh-oh, guys. <laughs> I think I'm getting excited for Starfield, and yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And I should have listened to my I should have listened to my gut instinct that just said don't do this, because the thing is like, and I'm not saying it's a bad game, right? Because I haven't played enough of it to be like this is bad. I'm disappointing. That's right, disappointing, yes, yeah, right? right? Because yeah. I played it for about two hours and I was just like, you know what? I am just not having fun. It's not hooking me. Like the story was so meh, and like yeah. it just felt too familiar in terms of like, whoa. Well, you're special all of a sudden. Like, yeah. it's like, and like oh you have to go on this mission. Like, like, no, trope, no, I, trope, I don't want to go. Yeah, I don't want to go on this mission, actually. I don't. Yeah. Can you just give me an option to say no here? Because it doesn't yeah. sound like you are. Um, but also, I was just like, everything else I heard from other people, including Mike, Nick, and our Discord channel, uh, stuff like that, and online, and people I've watched stream, I was just like, you know what? I'm good. I can wait 
for inevitable DLC and do it all like I did with it, Cyberpunk. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I did. Future. If you look back back in my Bethesda play days, it's usually after they release their DLC. Like Fallout 3 for me, I experienced it after the, the, the mm -hmm. patch where they let you uh, pick your friend steel. to go. See. Yeah. Well, after yeah. you were able to pick your friend to go see the world. So I played yeah. all of it afterwards. Uh, so I, that was like my game of the year that year after I played that. That was so yeah. good, Fallout 3. Uh, Fallout 4 I, missed for me, but, you know, <laughs> is what it is. I so. will say that Starfield is not in my top three. But mm, I'm surprised. It is. It would be in my top five or six. It. Uh, you it played a lot more. Pumped out. I played it more than any other game I played this year. Um, yeah. Really? Starfield. No way. By hours. No way. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot ah. to do. I would imagine just yeah, walking. I mean, around. my camera. Hang on, my camera. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I liked it enough, but there's obviously, I would say I, I was slightly disappointed playing it, but I was very high going in. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of quests. About half of them are good. <laughs> there's a lot of locations. And... It just seems like there's just there was just too much. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's nice to see that. Um, I just and you know the the gunplay is a big step up. I think from you know previous Fallout yeah, games. I, I think, and this is probably unfair for this game. I was expecting, hopefully, to capture that Mass Effect like desire. That's, you have. That's where. That's the biggest part where it fell short the companions in this game are just disappointing yeah. all yep. together so, um, yeah all right all together all right let's move on Corey. give me your disappointing well, starfield you guys okay. said it all <laughs> perfect Easy enough. no Easy I'm just, i don't need to talk about yeah. disappointing no, games i, so I, I really <laughs> I wanted to i really wanted it to make my time I mean, to counter this because i like yeah, it but, but, i mean the thing is like it's all about expectation Right, and what you what you're hoping for—that's what the disappointment comes from. Mm -hmm. It's like this is yeah. what you want. I mean, you're hoping for like you, the Bethesda name uh, oh, and the track. True in the chat. Like, True in the chat just said Mass Effect Skyrim. That that that's pretty much that'd be perfect. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you're you're like all right. You had a game with like you said game of the year Fallout Three, and then like all right, Fallout Four is a little disappointing. But we're coming back with Starfield, our first foray into the sci-fi element, and. I'm a big fan of sci-fi, and so I was really excited to see this, and then just them dropping the ball with everything that they've doing yeah. in Microsoft and all that, all that stuff, just like not, yeah, know, not what it, the expectations were, and so disappointment for sure. All right, Tony, disappointment. Yeah. Uh, so mine is going to be uh, Final Fantasy 16, which uh, is really. You, you made me avoid this game. This is why I didn't play it. No, I, I, I did. I'm not that I would have played. I don't have a PS5, but right. I, who knows? I was close to buying one at one point. But go on. Yeah. Um. Just for me, when they first announced it, right? Because I picked up Final Fantasy 14 during the pandemic and played that. Um. And it's made. You know, it's produced by the same guy that you know saved 16 or uh, 14. Um. And had the writer for one of the best expansions. So and it was a return to to true you know fantasy form, medieval fantasy. And I was really excited. I remember that first trailer from, like, I think, the Sony State of Play from, like, two years ago or whatever mm -hmm. it was. No, it looked amazing. Was, it looked amazing. And I was standing by because that is, like, the early part. That's the demo, the first couple hours. And that part is incredible. It's the peak of the game, though, to me. Right? And it's just... Oh, you're only going downhill from it. That's a, right. And that, yeah. that's the unfortunate thing, right? Because, like... And I've talked about it during the podcast, but ultimately what it comes down to is that the things I expect from a Final Fantasy game, it didn't deliver on, which is like having a deep, rewarding um, combat system. I mean, you only have one weapon, a sword, and literally that's it for 
40, 50, 60 hours. Like, if you're going to be a character action game, which is fine, I don't mind that model. I love Bayonetta, Don't Make Cry. Yeah. You can't just have one weapon for that long, right? Because, yeah. like, some of the fun it's, in those other, a yeah. lot of the fun is those, like, is like, oh, I got a new weapon. Let me try this out. Switch and up now combos. You're, yeah. Now you're switching up combos. It's like yeah. you use one weapon to, like, launch enemies in the air, and then you yeah. switch to a weapon and you do, like, aerial, you know, combos and stuff like that. Yeah. And this one is just one, one. And I'm just like, I get it. Okay. Yeah cool but like and again like those dumb like crying bayonet those are like 10 to 15 hour games this is a 40 hour rpg like pseudo action pseudo rpg so it just wears you know overstays its welcome in that aspect um but also like the lack of party members and even the party members that you or the characters that mm -hmm. are supposed to be party members are just weak like everybody takes a backseat to the main character and it's disappointing because the main character is good but he comes at the expense of everyone else because it's just like, Clive, you're so cool. Like you're awesome. Like you're the you're the man. And it's just like, okay, but like you could be cool too, right? Like you have some superpowers too. Like what about you, man. You, you should be cool too, right? Like I don't need to be hero worshiped by someone that has like you know superpowers too. So this is like really awkward and stuff like it that. It had such a great vibe in 15 with like they just didn't stick the landing with 15. Like, couldn't they just I liked all the characters in that game. Like, I really mm -hmm. enjoyed that whole thing. Um, yeah, damn. It, it, like, it's almost the opposite here, right? Because, like, yeah. even though 15, 15's development was a mess, and a lot of that was because of mismanagement yeah. by Square Screenings leadership. Sure. Right? Um, but it was ambitious. You could tell that, you know, just by, like, what they were trying to do. And in this, it's the opposite, where, like, they had all the time in the world. They knew what they wanted to do. It just it was kind of boring. And I'm not saying it's a bad game, right? It just was disappointing and hopefully maybe the 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 one the first dlc dropped which is just an extra dungeon but the second dlc later this spring is supposed to be meaty and hopefully it brings it around to a more compelling experience that inevitably once you do get a ps5 or something like that it'll yeah. be a worthwhile endeavor I mean, but honestly i was i was pretty close to buying a ps5 this year many times this is what made me buy a ps5 this was close year. for me and then you hated it and then i was like okay i'm gonna get it now spider-man 2 came out i'm like ah you know maybe i'll get that but i'm like I don't know. At that point, I was like, the the yeah. big. I was looking forward. To, I was looking forward to Final Fantasy 16 like crazy. And then I don't know. That kind of kills the hype. I, you know? I would say it's still worth playing, but not to buy an entirely new system and to buy it at seventy dollars. Like yeah, yeah. A year or two from now, when you already have the PS5 and it's like half price or less than half price, go for it. Right. Cool. But all right. Yeah. All right, Mike. Your biggest surprise. My biggest surprise, actually, uh, there was a few contenders for this because. Uh, there's a lot of positive surprises for me this year, I, especially. My biggest surprise I, for you is that you're playing Baldur's Gate three. But go on. Well, yeah, that that could be it. And honestly, I'm unfinished with that. That that's not in my top three. But when I finish it, maybe it should have been. We'll see. <laughs> Obviously, I'll talk about it later if that's true. But not on this podcast, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, my biggest surprise is going to have to be God of War Ragnarok Valhalla, uh, just because it was literally a surprise. Um, not expect any sort of DLC from God of War Ragnarok, basically over a year later. And if I want to talk about the best, like, pure gameplay for me this year, it's probably in this DLC. This roguelike, but also relevant to the story. You're wrapping up a lot of threads from Ragnarok as well in this. There's a surprising amount of voice lines in here. Um, and you just get a lot of insight into Kratos and his past. You it's, you get a lot of, really about his, his 
background in Greece here as well, and him sort of coming to terms with you know how much he sucked in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's important story wise, but also the the roguelike works. I really love the God of War combat. Like Ragnarok was far and ahead my game of the year that year it came out. Um, none of the games this year stand out quite like that one did this then. Uh, but yeah, this li- obviously it's a little DLC. It's pretty beefy though. It, it took me about 15 hours to get through, and uh, I could do more of it to just get more unlocks. But uh, I mean, for that's free, pretty fucking good. That's pretty good for free. 15 for hours, free, yeah. yeah. For free, for f- basically Shadow dropped. It came out like a week or two after it was announced, and uh, it's out of nowhere. Yeah, this was a big surprise and um, a yeah, pleasant cool. one. Okay, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, my biggest surprise went to Super Mario Wonder. Um, I, I, for me, it's like I'm always excited for a Mario game. I'm always like, I hate to say it's like I've been less excited for 2D Mario games recently. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them just been remakes, and I feel like um, they're fun, but they're more fun with like a group of people. That's when I had my most fun was yeah. like like when we got together to play Mario Tony, and mm-hmm. you know, we had fun with four player. This game is completely different though. You can have fun playing this game on your own. And that's what I think that was the coolest thing to experience um that I did not expect this year. Like I expected I didn't expect my mm-hmm. stepdaughter to make this is our game of the year by the way. She loved this. Uh I didn't expect her to t- attach to this game like this uh like she did. Um so we played a lot of it and uh, it's it's fantastic game. Um it in my opinion, it's no knock on the Mario 2D games. It like rejuvenated though. It no, rejuvenated no, I agree with that. So yeah, yeah uh, I just feel like um, it, it's also again like it's the style of Nintendo has. I get it; it's not very graphically demanding, but because of that, they're able to do something on this system that's remarkable. Is the best way to say it? Like it's they can hide that by making it's their art, art style. It's art yeah. direction. Over yeah, that's it. That's the fidelity, right? Yeah. It is it is crazy that they can do something with this little handheld system that looks like this, and then you have Tears of the Kingdom. It's unbelievable. Um, mm. I think uh, it's what, really great that they can innovate in that space as well. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and, and that's that's really what it was. Because like like you like I kind of prefer more three D Mario these days, just because it feels mm-hmm. like every yeah. time they do three D Mario, it's like very it's inventive, world. very yeah. innovative, right? Yeah. Whereas like two D Mario kind of got into like that. Okay, it's 2D Mario. You move left to right, and like there's a couple new power ups, but like most of the time it's gonna be like, yeah, I feel like I've done this before, right? Yeah. Whereas like this one, it's like, especially when you consider the wonder stuff, it's just like, what do you want me to do? Like, there's this one level, spoiler, where you actually have to play as a Goomba. You have to get like from point A to point B as a Goomba, and you're like, oh, that doesn't sound. It's like, well, first of all, you can't jump. Really, anything <laughs> yeah. you touch will kill you. So it's like, oh man, it's like a pseudo like Metal Gear Solid stealth section where you're like, okay, I gotta like hide behind this bush and then I gotta wait for this enemy pass. And this is like, and I would never expect that out of a 2D Mario yeah, game. Absolutely, like, absolutely. You know. the, the inventiveness of it is unbelievable. And like I said, it's um, even the, just the, the main cast of characters with the new power-ups, uh, it was awesome to have that. And mm-hmm. very impressed, very impressed with this game that I did not, it was like on my radar, but it was like, okay, Maybe I'll get it. I even pre-ordered it, like, because I had the extra five bucks. Yeah. And then I'm really happy I picked it up again, because, like mm-hmm. I said, my my stepdaughter who mm. uh, likes to dabble in some games takes my Switch from me all the time to play this game still. So, um, but yeah, cool. Um, yeah. All right, we're up to Corey. Your surprise? Uh, my biggest surprise is WrestleQuest. It's, oh, cool! Uh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that that, that kind of came out of nowhere a little bit, and then like. It had no right being as fun and silly and 
quirky as it was yeah. it's a it's a rpg based on like wrestling where your toys like trying to be in this like you know this toy that is like like idolizes macho man randy savage and like it does like the rpg turn-based combat in a wrestling form really well and then like the progressions neat where like you're starting off in singles and you're going to do- the uh, tag team matches and you have all these different style matches that you're going through but like it's in an rpg you yeah. know format and it's just really weird that like this actually works and it's fun and exciting and then the pixel art is very charming uh, and so i'd say like if we're you know quick like i know like sea of stars is getting a lot of hype and everything but i think WrestleQuest did a very good job of bringing that 2d rpg pixel art um you know oh, yeah, thing no, to I, a small like I, I, yeah. I played the demo and i loved it and uh mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten around to it, so at some point I will. But yeah, yeah no, it's it's definitely like good, digestible also because like especially Steam Deck, you know, like with yep. the uh, stars and stuff. So yeah, definitely surprised because didn't think a RPG pixel art based on wrestling be anywhere uh, good or interesting. But yeah, it works really well. Oh, I mean, that's again, I'm, I'm playing Sea of Stars right now, and that is such a cool thing to have the pixel art back and, mm-hmm. and it's i don't know sometimes you need it like it's perfect perfect yeah. fit you know two stars is great yeah yeah the p- pixel art and that is really great really well done but yeah yeah all right uh tony what's your surprise uh my surprise kind of half cheating here but uh mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say cyberpunk 2077 phantom well, liberty I mean, phantom liberty it's it's fair i mean I, I, can, I, can, I would still say it a phantom liberty um, 2.0 is a new game i can pit i considered it i the Phantom Liberty on my list as well. Maybe. I mean, um, I would, I would, I'm going to write down Phantom Liberty for this situation. Yeah, but I, I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, go on. Yeah, but <laughs> even if I were to just judge the Phantom Liberty content, um, it was absolutely incredible. Like right from the get go, it is such a gripping, like spy thriller. Like, oh, what happened? And you have a mm. mission against all odds, kind of thing. Like, it really feels like something that was like I don't know, end of the '80s or '90s era, where it's like. It's you and the president versus the world. Like, oh my god! Like you're no, you're, you're outgunned and outmanned all over again. Yeah, exactly. It's oh my god! It's like, am I a bad enough dude to save the president? Yeah, I think I'm a bad enough dude to save the president. Um, but right from the get go, it is just it just grips you. Um, it has one of the best encounters in the game in the beginning, uh, and one I think I didn't experience because of the choice I made, which Mike uh, alluded to in an older podcast uh, that was very like a bit, I guess, Terminator or monster. Survival horror, survival horror esque, right? Like yeah, that. alien isolation. Yeah, most alien like isolation. That. Yeah, uh, but family is just so good from start to finish. I just Elba did an equally as fantastic job um, as uh, Cameron Reeves with with mm. uh, Johnny Silverhand. Um, I I do think his delivery was a little weird in this every now and then, but he was there fine. some parts. But like overall, I think he did a really good job, especially. Uh, my choices towards the end, um, he did some really good delivery with uh, some of the lines and stuff, in my opinion, anyway. But, uh, you know, I just never would have thought years ago I'd be like, damn, this DLC is incredible. Like, even if it's like, hey, I like somebody's like, yeah, I'm not interested in Cyberpunk, I'd be like, but play Phantom Liberty. Like, that's yeah. it. You don't have to play <laughs> the main game. Just, just You can boot up Phantom Liberty and be like, yeah, skip the intro and just go right to Phantom Liberty. And I would be absolutely recommend that. Um, it's just so cool. And, you know, the other part of it is just seeing the redemption of the base cyberpunk game where it was broken, messy, half-baked. A lot of the systems just didn't work. 
Um, you definitely slammed it. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. they, they absolutely definitely did. And Night City is truly like one of my favorite like gaming worlds, right? Where it's just like, yeah. part of me wants to return to that in the inevitable sequel, but part of me is like, oh, but what, what would another new city be like, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but either way, you know, I'm in for it. Well, well I'm, I'd say two uh, of our surprises on this list are DLC. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a, and I mean, that's Phantom a surprise. Liberty right? by itself yeah. was like my seventh, seven-ish overall this year. Anyway, mm-hmm. so cool. I liked it a lot too. All right, uh, Mike, give me your number three. Let's do it. Here we go. My number three. Here we go. Um, edging out Starfield, kicking it out on my top three <laughs> uh, is Like a Dragon, Gaiden. All right. Mm, interesting. I had a feeling this yeah. was going to be there for you. I don't know why I picked it here. I just, it, again, this is... The Yakuza this, game. Gotta yeah. be on this yeah. list. Yakuza game. <laughs> and, but, you know, the Yakuza games I like, but they're always like like eight, eight, five for me. But this one is like kind of the perfect one so far. It had, you know, has, obviously, it's the f- first game actually that I've gotten that was a new game starring Kiryu. Because uh, I've been behind his story like the whole yeah. time up until now, um, yeah. and you know, obviously it's a brawler. It's a short game. It's considered like a half game, it, although it's really more like two thirds of a normal. I would say well, maybe half. Gaiden's a side story, so that's what it means. Yeah. But yes, doesn't um, it? Maybe I think so. Yes, that might be incorrect. No, I think I, it's, no. It's I think correct. that's what that means. I looked that okay. up. At it's like Ninja Gaiden. Well. Yes, that's right. It's, it's yeah. Um, okay. That's what I thought. But, I like the combat. Obviously, um, it has a an arena mode, which was is really great, where you do combat against all these different enemies. But you also were able to uh, recruit teammates based on like either people you buy or find like in the universe, and some of them are old characters from before. It it's just you sort of get this sort of feeling of like this is like a you know the climax almost of Kiryu's story maybe more than even what we see in Infinite Wealth coming up but uh, we get a lot yeah. going on and it was a good selection of mini games um, I liked most of them and it looked great uh, so yeah it was just everything I wanted in a Yakuza game it's just a little smaller than maybe if it, if it was like a full Yakuza game maybe this would have been even higher on my list because uh, it doesn't really do anything wrong. It's just smaller. But I really liked it. Um, had no complaints with pretty much anything I did in it. So cool. it gets to number three for me. Cool. I'm looking forward to Like a Dragon this year. <laughs> uh, so yeah. that's that's one of my most anticipated, I believe. I gotta, I gotta get that list done. We'll find Shoot. out. We're gonna be coming up. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. My number three, Jedi Survivor. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it was tough to... Like, I was thinking, like... It was crazy how my list turned out. It's like, talk about a game that took everything from the first game and then they did the right thing and they improved it. Like, they just fixed a lot of the stuff. You, oh, this was a complaint? Mm-hmm. No problem. Uh, oh, too much backtracking? Yeah, there's a little bit in this game, but it's a lot easier to get around and a lot faster to get around in it. So they fixed all of that problem. Um, it's it's a The only gripe I had with this game, it seems a little bit too quick. Like, it, this was a little too too over too fast kind of thing. Um, oh. but I enjoyed. I enjoy. I think I enjoyed it oh, like crazy. So, go on, what, Mike? What were you gonna say? Oh, there's a lot well, afterwards. Mean, you could have done more side stuff. I'm sure. I'm talking about. I'm talking about main story, not side side stuff. Like yeah. Main story felt a little quick. 
Um, but I, I, uh, I did say that, like, I did a lot, I did a lot of the, um, the temples, uh, the Jedi, te- like the, the, what do you call them? The, the puzzles. Yeah. Um, I think they were temples. Yeah. Yeah. They were temples. So you get like power ups and stuff from there. I did a lot of the puzzles. Uh, they mm-hmm. weren't like anything overly complicated, but there were some ones that make you think. Um, but they did it. They improved like just the traversal, the combat, the, uh, you know, I think, I actually do think the story was, was better. Um, but again, it was a little shorter. So I just like this game a lot. It was such an improvement <laughs> on the first game, um, which is kind of the shape of my list. Uh, but it's such an improvement on it, and uh, I was very impressed. Uh, I'm very happy because they've got themselves a nice franchise here now, definitively. Because the first game, you could call maybe like, oh, crap, they hit it, fluke. But they did two in a row, two games in a row that this was uh, really well done. Can't wait to see what they do next for this this uh, thing. I'm hoping Star Outlaw, which has nothing to do with this game, is good. Uh, but I'm always... When it comes to Star Wars and it's video games, I'm always have reservations about, you know, how good it's going to be. Uh, but give Jedi Fall, you know, Fallen Order and Survivor excellent games. Um, really well done. I hope they, I hope they finish it up great. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what a finale! Um, there's a lot left, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot left, but um, I yeah. can't wait for it. But so that's it for me. Um, Corey, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Remnant Two. Remnant Ooh. 2 is uh, a lot of good things. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, really quite good, and it's interesting. Is it almost feels like a roguelite in a way because it's like bite-sized chunks that you're doing, and you can kind of just go into these sections, play around in them a little bit, come back to like, your main hub area, level up, uh, get new weapons. The weapons are all kind of wonky and crazy. You have some really interesting weapons in the game where you're one like shoots lightning and like chains off the other enemies as a secondary action or move and so it's very very unique weaponry which is always fun and then like you're leveling up always getting you know new powers rpg elements and stuff is always fun uh different classes do different things there's some classes that are hidden you gotta unlock and uh yeah like it's a good i'd say definitely much better like co-op or with other people just you know messing around but Mm. i think like the roguelike thing is like kind of bleeding into other stuff you know like you know, we got Ragnarok, but Hollow's mm-hmm. got that roguelike, and Last of Us 2's got a new roguelike um, section or mode now. So uh, I, I like that because it gives you, like, kind of a complete a feeling that like, you're completing something almost, and then just kind of starting over. And I do appreciate that, where you can get, like, a bite-sized chunk of something, and this kind of gives that to you with an ongoing story as well. So, yeah, cool. number number three for me. All right, Tony, number three. Number three, um, yeah, rethinking it real quick. Uh, yeah, no, I, remember, I, I was just like, yeah, let me just do it real quick. Uh, but Octopath Traveler two. Uh, mm. I mean, in, t- in terms of just you know, following up what you guys said with sequels that improved upon the first. Yeah, I mean, I, I I really liked the first one, but you could tell, you know, there were some half baked things about it, or just like, hey, yep. this isn't the smoothest, or you know, whatever. And I even remember saying at the time, I was like, I really would love to see this, this, and this improved for the sequel. Um, and Team Asano, who, who forefronted this and the whole uh, HD2D thing, they they take their feedback very seriously um, every step of the way. Because any major issue I saw, either, either I experienced myself or just generally online, what people were saying, they addressed it for the sequel, where um, the characters are more in-depth, they talk to each other more, the, you have the party banter, it's not just like, hey, after like the first chapter, they kind of just like pretend like they're nobody. Whereas like this, like they're still in each other's stories, like they have co-op chapters and stuff like that. 
So it really mm. adds to the experience where it like feels like you have a fully fledged uh, eight person party, right? Uh, and cast to choose from. Uh, but everything else is just so well done uh, from the graphics to the music. I mean, it, mm. it's just the battle system too is just that that game gave me what I wanted out of like a Final Fantasy 16, right? Where it's mm. like just awesome party, like engaging gameplay. Yeah. multiple characters that feel meaningful and important that's, right i mean that's what you're getting from sea of stars too like it's yeah. just it's amazing how you can translate that into a pixel art kind of game and it it hits better i mean it, it, octopath is pixel art right i mean i guess it's it's yeah, not yeah. Art. I, I, it's, well, it, it's pixel art it's but it's cell, though right it's it is hd yeah like, like it's like it's it's sea of the, stars the, still looks good yes. but it's, sea of stars is yeah yeah gotcha. it's definitely but, like but Octopath is designed after, yeah. Uh, but Octopath not, is designed after it. But, but it's something about the charm of those characters. I get you. Like that's it, right? I mean, it's the charm of those that style characters just hits better. Um, right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, like, they're they're very um, diverse, right? Because you have a, a character like um, the apothecary, right, where she's an herbalist or whatever, natural medicine and stuff like that. <laughs> And she has the trope of like she's got forgotten her memory, like you know she has amnesia and stuff like that. And like, oh god, I have mm. to play as the the healer finally. And then it's like, wait, her weapon's an axe. It's like, okay, and like kind of kind of flips the trope upside down. She like literally just murdered so many people from him. Like, mm. why are you a why are you a healer? You hurt more than you you heal. Like, damn woman. Um, to like uh uh Ochet, who's like this huntress that just. Like she just wants to kill animals and and eat their meat and stuff like that, which ties in the gameplay where you weaken these beasts out in the wild and you can make jerky out of them. They give you buffs to the party and stuff like that. To you know, one of my favorites is Particio, who's a merchant, right? And he can haggle with NPCs and buy and sell things to him and stuff like that. And his whole quest is uh, he wants to end poverty in the world, which is just like, <laughs> okay, bud, that sounds weird, but you know, you do you. And then like his is one of the most you know well-rounded put together stories uh, out of them at all it's just really memorable the music is great and uh honestly just team asano is just doing things that nobody else at square enix is doing and i'm just hoping you know it's not too long before we see something new from them too mm -hmm. okay cool all right uh mike time for number two number two um mm -hmm. also could qualify as a big surprise because it's a genre that i mean i've tried lots of genres lately that i've traditionally not been into but this game was on my mind before i even got it and it's on my mind after having played it it's alan wake 2 nice. um nice alan wake 2 so again uh i've played not, control not a game you know, we expect you to play <laughs> yes go right. on not a game we expect you to play but go on Play Control a few years back, and I remember being struck by how interesting the universe was. I actually read every like piece of paper in that game that I could find, which I never do in games, but I think I read everything. Um, it had a very X-Files vibe, though. That's what I loved about that game. It was, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, then I, I, I knew it was tied in. I actually played the DLC, the AWE DLC for that, the Alan Wake thing. Um, but I never had played Alan Wake. I heard about it in the past. I'm like, oh, all right, um, maybe I'll play this, even though, you know, it's survival horror-y. Uh, but, you know, it was came, like, I think on the PlayStation Plus thing this summer. So I played the remastered version of that game. And while I didn't love the combat in that game, I did like the story. So I'm like, all right, maybe I'll play Alan Wake 2 this year. But I also knew that they were going full survival horror, so I was... 
little hesitant, but eventually I couldn't resist the urge because the it, the world and story was just so compelling to me. So I went ahead, played it, and obviously I streamed it on on this podcast. Um, and uh, it was pretty fun. You can see me play it pretty badly too because I did not do like half of the side stuff. But then I went back and did the high, side stuff. And then also the final draft came out, which is their new game plus with a few little morsels, very small. I could easily just look it up, but a few little morsels of new story details. And you know what? I'm playing the game again on that, even though it's a survival horror game that I'm not normally into. So that shows just what this game did. Um, and as far as the gameplay, it's it's better than the first game. You don't get overwhelmed by a million enemies. You might have like two or three at once here. Um, you do have to sort of... Um, you know, have the survival aspect. You don't want to waste <laughs> ammo. Uh, but it's not, like, hard that way, especially now that I have upgrades and stuff. But, you know, again, it's the story. It, you, half yeah, of one of this game is talking about it afterwards <laughs> with Ooh. other people who have played it, theorizing. But uh, it's just a unique gameplay, and it has, like, what many people would say is the greatest gaming moment of the year, uh, which somewhat recreated at the game awards um it's just it's quirky and fun and uh i'm looking forward to the dlc coming out and i'm also looking forward to finishing my second final draft playthrough to see what the ending is again but it's worth playing again so there's even some mechanics i don't like about the game because i just don't like the genre but it doesn't matter it's just, just a big experience for me that's like lasting half the year basically nice well nice. it's high praise that's awesome. Yeah. And that was a game you were like on the fence. And so that's cool. To hear. I was on the fence. Cause I, I mean, I also like, yeah, I'm, I, there's jump scares. Like the genre. Like if you don't like a certain genre, it's like, yeah, to get into I mean, it. Yeah. And then I got, I got a shout out to one of our uh, viewers here at Churro. Thanks for chiming in. I think he helped you with that decision. Uh, thanks for chiming <laughs> in on that. Uh, <laughs> but um, explaining just to play the game is not that bad, but um, yeah. cool. Cool. All right. Um, my number two in any other universe year, it, it, it should be my number one. And in like, even writing the list, you're like, it should be number one. We all know what it is. Uh, it's just tears. Tears of the kingdom is such an incredible game. Um, again, just like Jedi survivor talk about somehow the Jedi survivor was funny. Cause like you, there were game, there were parts to be improved upon in the first game. You knew it. Breath of the wild was so amazing. Uh, so impactful that you thought like, man, how can they improve on this game? Uh, and then Tears of the Kingdom does it absolutely 100% successfully and doesn't miss. Like, it is unbelievable how amazing that game, considering how much variety you have to play. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Um, just the ways to play it, the way to beat it. To, I mean, they've done an incredible job making sure that it works. It works great. It looks great. It's huge world, huge world. Um, I just... Loved everything about this game. Uh, I love the. I mean, probably the most epic finale. Finale, yeah. I was gonna I've ever that. ever played um, <laughs> in a game, in any Zelda game or any game. Really, I mean, I just loved it. It gave uh, so much. I I just enjoyed this game. Couldn't stop playing it. Um, and the only reason why it lost, obviously, we know what my number one is, is just because the sure. other game hit yeah. better, and you know, for all the other yeah. notes. Um, and it's so weird for me oh. to say that as a, as a huge, mm -hmm. huge Zelda fan. Like, yeah, so no, weird. Not wrong. I mean, um, 
But and Game Awards, number one. Yeah. Number yeah. one. Listen, I, even even when we started this podcast, I'm like, do I do I change it? I'm like, no, I, I can't. I can't do that. Well, as the resident Zelda hater, I really like this game. It's not my top three, but I did play through it, and it's the first Zelda game I've really played through. Um, it's incredible because it just does. You can play how you want. Again, some, yeah, some crazy. Like I told you, I I just bombed the hell out of the final boss because I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Why well, wouldn't? Yeah. Fuck your sword fight. I have all these bombs. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, no, I, I was very surprised uh, by you know just the ingenuity you could use. And again, the one moment for me where I'm like, this is an insane game, was just when one of the puzzles um, when the length of the wood that would be the part yes. of the fan in the water would determine how fast it would go. So like, Jesus Christ, how do they figure this out? <laughs> it's like real life. What the hell? Yeah. 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 So uh, I remember building a bridge to like infinity to get to this one spot. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just, I think, that, I, think I did it yeah. across the river. I was like, that yeah, was I the points. first. Yep. first crazy build I think I did was just like some completely impractical giant stick to try to walk across yeah, yeah. <laughs> great game that's my number two um, Corey your number two uh, my number two and I think it's funny because I might have been the biggest like heater on this game of us that we played it but Spider-Man 2 is my number two game and you probably were but okay yeah no it's, that's why I was like oh, well uh, Spider-Man 2 like it's a great. It's, about, it's still a great game. It just about six for me, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still uh, a great game, though, and I, I think they because this is a lot. This is a lot of sequels on this list here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. got sequels on their list. Alloy Two. We have Tears of the Kingdom. We had um, well, that's thirteen you know, years in the making. That's Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Jedi Survivor and Octopath Two. two. Yeah. Yep. 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 Remnant Two Listen, and <laughs> every single two. game has been a sequel. The twos so, are normally the best in most series. Right. The, the first sequel is normally the best. Yeah. No, and they and they do improve on the Spider-Man game. They they have been improving on these games. I think it's just like the things that I've been saying is like it's just you know there wasn't as big of a leap as some of these other sequels we've seen where it's like Tears of the King was fixed like it doesn't it, it's taking everything and making it even better. Uh, we're here just like taking everything and. If it ain't broke, let's not fix it. Like we're just mm-hmm. gonna keep going. And that, that non-broken thing is a great thing still. So yeah. and you do get um Venom, which is a lot of fun. Uh Venom is great. And you I think Craven's a great villain uh in this in this yeah. game too. So uh was... a lot of fun, a lot of things to enjoy in the game. I I just wanted more because of how great Spider-Man was, obviously. So it's, I think yeah. Spider-Man it's was my number two when it first came out too, so Number two for two. Interesting. It's interesting because, you know, during the week when I play that game, I was all about it. I wanted to do a spoiler cast. It was like just completely on my mm-hmm. mind. But I don't know. As you get removed from that game, it just seems smaller. Like the further mm-hmm. away from it you go. Well, you know what it seems, is? It's, it's, you, it's you the year. It's, it's, it's the year. Partially the year yeah. but it just... There's such good stuff this year. There's such good stuff. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, the, Alan Wake 2, I mean, I never thought you'd play that one, but again, everybody's raved about that like crazy. It's up against things that were such surprises to be as good as they were. It's yeah. no it's no knock on the game, just like what I just dealt with with Zelda. Yeah. It's just, it's that year. It's the year has been crazy with how good this stuff is. Yeah. I can't, I'm so, like next year, I'm like, man, I, we're not going to get this. Yeah, this year. No, we're not going to get the same stuff. Yeah, this is the, like, I'm yeah. not expecting no. any of this. So I expect to go back to many of these games at some point. 
Yeah, I mean, I expect to play Cyberpunk finally, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, but... too, it's just one of those things where I feel like maybe it was a little bit too safe of a sequel, right? Or yeah, like, that's what I heard. You know, like Corey, you're saying, like, it's not broken, so don't fix it. But at the same time, it's like, maybe I don't want you to fix something, but, like, give us something that I, I didn't know I wanted, right? Right. And part of it, like, that I thought was really cool is they opened up more of New York, right? More of those boroughs and stuff like that. And I was like, ooh, cool. I can't wait to explore them and see what I can do there. And then, like, I'm swinging, gliding through them, and I'm just like... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to find the the spider bots, I guess? Like, question mark? (laughs) (laughs) The new thing really was supposed to be that you're both Spider-Men, but 90% of the story really only pertains to one of the Spider-Men. Like, I kind of feel like... Like, Miles has an arc in this, and it's important, but it's also kind of short, and... It's almost like he's doesn't need to be there for most of this game. Mm. At least story wise, how it felt. Yeah. For me, yeah. I actually disliked Peter's portrayal in this. Not that he's bad. I've heard. Like, I've heard that, yeah. And just like, I don't know, I guess you know, decades. Again, I, 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 I did want to go into the story a little <laughs> yeah. bit when we were doing it, because there's stuff to talk about for sure. Right, there is absolutely <laughs> stuff to talk about, but um, you know, I, I really want them to take a big risk on Spider-Man 3. And again, not to say mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 is bad. I loved every moment I was playing at of it. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's like when all of a sudden I was like, okay, that was it was good. It was really good. Yeah. It just, you know. Like, I think you said it too, Mike. As soon as as you, the further you get away from it, the less like you're like, oh, care about it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like with the first one, it really brought Spider-Man it, back. Yeah, it wowed. It's it like, wowed yeah, us all. Well, I'm pretty sure it made all of our listeners. around New York was just like you could just do that for hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, yeah, yeah, you also theorized about that ending a little bit back then, like. There's like a post-credit thing here that happens, and I'm just like, oh, who the fuck cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and I think even Miles had better, um, in my opinion, uh, emotional roller coasters uh, feelings for me. Where here, I didn't Miles really Miles. have that like emotional okay. like tugging of like, oh, okay, I guess Harry, I feel for you, but like at the same time, I, like you know, the the May thing was a lot more impactful. You know, and then yeah. Miles, I think the ending there was more impactful. And here, this thing, yeah, okay. So, but this is still my number two. So, like, this is not, this is still no, a great game. Uh, no, like, yeah, I, it, it's just it makes it feel like it should feel better for us mm-hmm. than I guess it did just by because yeah. it's a good game. I don't know; it's hard to describe. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's see, Tony, your number two. My number two was going to be Pikmin Four. Nice. Um, is going well, to be. Is going to be. Thank you. Well, I, I said it was because it's like, well, 2023 is in the past, right? But yeah. this yeah. is the correct way to describe it. Uh, but yeah, Pikmin 4. I mean, nice. I I love the Pikmin series overall because it's such a unique take on the real-time strategy genre, which I love yeah, back yeah. in the day. I love you know, mm-hmm. Warcraft. I love Starcraft. Yeah. And all its iterations yeah. and sequels. And it's not even, it doesn't even exist these days. It's gone. Yeah, no. Right? Yeah. So actually, Conquer, I love Command yeah. and Conquer. Oh my and, god! Yeah, and and playing through Pikmin three a decade ago, and Pikmin four just this past year, just made me realize it's like, wow, nobody is making games like these at all, and that just like totally made me sad because I was like, wow, this just evaporated from the gaming. Yeah. No, it's still game. It's, like, it's just I'm excited it's, it's, for that game. Yeah. Um, and, and, and thankfully we have this, uh, and it's such a unique take because really it's just like. You know, you got to wonder what the creators at Nintendo, they're like, yeah, we're going to... And for the first time ever, they actually revealed some design documents on the initial Pikmin 
which was pseudo, not, I don't want to say horror, but like the design <laughs> of the Pikmin, which we all know is like cute little half yeah. man, half vegetable things. Teletubby almost kind of style. Yeah, yeah. looked yeah. like fucking um, something out of like uh, a nightmare from like Tim Burton or something where you're like, this, like if I saw that thing look at me in the forest, I would be afraid. Like I'd mm. be scared, right? Because they just have these huge eyes and like weird shapes and just like, Okay, that is fucking creeping, but you know, now they're all cute and cuddly and stuff like that. But um, back to Pikmin itself. Uh, I mean, the first three games in the series all kind of played the same. Uh, and this one, they really flipped the script in terms of like what they wanted you to do because they give you uh, Wachi, which is the dog, and he gives you an experience where it's like you, like um, in the game, they call it Dandori, which is the art of multitasking, basically, where it's like, you're going to send groups of Pikmin over here to do like build a bridge. And you're going to send some Pikmin over here to like clear uh, a rock wall. And you're going to send some Pikmin to drag uh, a ship part back to the ship. Right. And it's managing all these things simultaneously. Right. And they, they're like, okay, well, you're going to do that. Um, and it's kind of hard with just one captain. So we're going to give you a dog and the dog, you know, counts two things. Like he's a mount. So you can use him to as faster traversal through the world and stuff like that. Uh, and all the Pikmin will ride on him too, so it's not like you have to uh, worry about having a hundred Pikmin behind you and getting like lost or randomly, you know, dropped to like an elemental thing in the in the world. Uh, but also, you can swap between the captain and Owachi, yeah. so it's like now I can now I can like send Owachi and some Pikmin over here, switch to them, make them do a thing, switch back to the captain, and so now all of a sudden I'm multitasking two main characters and a hundred Pikmin in various ways. Of like six different types at this point now, or no, no, maybe seven. Sorry, it's six or seven at this this point because they added uh, some new ones, and it just gets so ridiculous um, to where I'm just like, wow, okay. And it feels good to just be good at this game, right? Because it, it's almost like a Tetris effect where like it's a flow state where you're just like, I know the optimal path for this route now. Like there are times where like I'm just like, I want to do this day over again because I know I can do it better now. Because a lot mm -hmm. of it's just like. The first day you're like, oh, I don't know what this level's like. I'm gonna scout it out, and then you're like, okay, I can do this faster. I can do this better and more efficient. Yeah. And that's to me like the crux of the Pikmin gameplay. And one of the best new features was um, what you can do is uh, rewind, right? Where I like to play Deathless Pikmin runs as like a self-imposed challenge because again, you have hundreds and hundreds, thousands of Pikmin by the end of the game. But I like to put this like challenge on myself. I'm like, I'm not going to lose a single one. Like, not to an enemy, not to environmental hazard. Like, if it says one at the end of the the day, I'm restarting, right? But now it's like, okay, kind of like Fire Emblem, where like, hey, did you make a mistake? Like a small minor mistake, and you don't want to repeat 15 minutes of gameplay. You rewind like five minutes, and then you can prevent that mistake. And I'm just like, oh, thank God, because that's like just a quality of life issue, because. Yeah. So you're Pikmin. basically repeating 10 steps because that 11th step, yes. you got to just do the same 10 steps again, but then 11th step, oh, fuck, I missed my yeah. step. And so yeah, if you could just go back a couple steps, it makes it exactly. a lot more and, digestible. You know, just one of the things I remember in like uh, Pikmin 3, I want to say, like I threw a dude with a who I didn't know was holding a bomb at the time. Like I was just like spamming the button. And I threw it into a group of Pikmin, and they don't, they're not programmed to respond or anything like that. They don't know what it is. And the bomb just explodes and like 80 Pikmin die. I'm just like, well, I got to do this whole day over again just because I made a fuck up. But yes, <laughs> it's just really fun, really charming. And uh, hopefully we don't have to wait another decade for the sequel. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Mike, it's time for number ones. 
My number one we actually talked about, and I was waffling on this a little bit, but, again, I remember being very hyped for this beforehand. I actually played the previous game right up to it, and then I just couldn't wait and just started it, and it met the hype for me, and that was Jedi Survivor. Nice. Um, wow. For me, nice. it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's my number one game. Uh, it's early in the year. I don't think anything quite met my hype and maybe even exceeded it a little like that this year. Um, obviously, I. it's funny because my least favorite game of the year is also a Souls-like that I've played. It was a long Fallen Dynasty, which I played, and it was okay for a while, and then I hit a wall, and I'm like, why am I doing this? Bothering. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Now, obviously, the story is compelling. Um, there's just, but the biggest thing, the difference between the first game, which was very good too, was there's just so much more meaningful side content in this. There's optional bosses. You actually can customize your guy other than fucking ponchos this time. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can make him look cool finally. You can give him a beard, make him look like he's a grown up finally. Uh, <laughs> give him a mullet if you want. Yeah. Um, find your different colors. Of, I thought the customization uh, for the droid colors. were not great, but go on. Yeah. I mean, I didn't bother much with that, but people were making ridiculous looking lightsabers in this game too. Uh, I've seen like some people posting online with that and I'm like, wow, you've spent a lot of time doing that. I did that a little bit, but you know, that's not even what I'm about. Like the side missions, there's yeah, characters that show so. up. There's like a home hub base that you don't have. It's just head and shoulders over the first game and having meaningful side content. Um, and yeah, the gameplay is fun. It's uh, challenging, obviously, and there's different difficulties. I played on second highest, which I think is a good sweet spot for this game. Um, and uh, so I, I even like the platforming, which I normally don't like in these like games like this, platforming shoved in, but they made it more fun in this game. They have some new abilities. And it's one of those games that lets you... You know, you don't lose all your powers that you had at the end of the first game. You have them all. You just build on that going forward. Um, so you really feel nice. stronger, but you're never like overpowered because this is still vaguely a Souls-like uh, as well. Um, the only issues that I would have with this game is it is technically a little rough around the edges. There were some glitches and frame drops, especially in certain areas. And there are a couple types of boss fights that are just broken and stupid, but <laughs> they're so far, few and far in between what was just a total package. I know Jim got through the main story very quickly. I did almost every, I think I did every side thing I could do basically in this game. Uh, I got 70 hours out of this game. Uh, he, I'm sure, nice. spent about 15, but because uh, I really enjoyed it and uh, I just wanted it as much as I could and I'm looking forward to the sequel. But yeah, it just hit with story and gameplay in a way that um, not anything else really quite matched this year. For yeah, me, Respawn has been killing it, and like, mm. like I'm glad they're doing that. Like, I really wish they would get uh, back onto Titanfall. Titanfall but... Oh God! <laughs> if they announced a Titanfall three, I would. Because right. Titanfall two, I mean, Titanfall two was our, like, I don't know if that was our game of the year, but I know we all loved Titanfall two. I, it was like, I think I played it did. after it came out. Or after uh, later. Uh, the year ended because it was on uh, Super Sailors. I forget, but mm -hmm. it was a dark horse. Right. No, I still I still think about Titanfall too. Like I oh definitely like I've rebought it multiple times. Yeah, no, I I have an Xbox version. I'm I have a PS4 version, and I have it on a PC. Like yeah. very few games make me buy multiple copies. So no, seriously. And so yeah, it's interesting because they 
I mean, I assume like the droid's kind of a character. I didn't play Survivor, but I'm assuming the droid's kind of character. But like with Titanfall two, they make the Titan like blue. Like, oh my gosh, man, they make him mm. a character yeah, that BD, you're really because... rooting for. Yeah, BD's a big character. He's always with you, and like you, <laughs> in the end of the first game, he's like briefly endangering. You're like, no, but yeah. um, okay. mostly he stays out of harm's way in this game that i don't think they want to do that too much um no there's a story twist that happens it's pretty obvious in this game but it's fine i mean the story is still very interesting and uh mm. cal palpatine oh no please <laughs> no i don't, cal- I don't see that happen. kenobi oh that makes more it sense. is cal windu <laughs> we gotta find the characters related to guys i'm just saying mm-hmm. all right all right, my apologies. Family drama here. Family, kid, kid came out of bed. So. Yeah. Uh, you all good, Mike? You, talk, you finished? Yeah, it was Survivor. Yep. Yep. Uh, my number one game uh, w- was Starfield. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, obviously, Baldur's Gate 3. There's no mm-hmm. game that, like, the thing for me is, uh, Mike, you're probably spending more time in the game. You're probably breaking it apart more. Uh, like, I, I go back to one of the lines Corey always said about Baldur's uh, Mass Effect 3, where I, he got the ending he wanted. Um, I think everything I did in this game just fit with how I wanted to play it. Like, it just worked. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. The, like, I didn't, not like I didn't save Scrub. Like, you know, save Scrub, it, it happens. Like, you do do that sometimes. And there were certain points where I did do that. Um, but, like, mostly overall, I was like, like, <laughs> like the villagers in the second act when I had to slaughter them all. Um, I say the village of the second. Uh, what? Yeah, who are the you second... watering? At the church? <laughs> at the at the mystic the light the light place? Yeah, the lights lights. Yeah, hope I, I was I was slaughter all of them. <laughs> yeah, I had to slaughter all of them. So I how and why did you have to slaughter all? Of them? Because I didn't save the woman, so they were attacking me. So I killed them all. Um, and I was like, no, I can't. That- that that is something actually. When she um, I saved scum that because when that didn't go the way I want, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna. I don't think I mentioned that on this podcast. That's why I'm saying like this is you're getting more extra treat here. I didn't. There's no. I didn't share share all of my stories from this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the stories I didn't share because I saved scrubbed it and then went back and I saved her. I didn't save her, but I stopped. You know, obviously you you you, you get past the checks that you needed to. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I just uh, I couldn't. For the record. I only allegedly slaughtered an entire town. I, I was not involved in that conversation. Like I just said, you guys should totally kill it. You should, you should not stand for this. I didn't say go kill everybody. I just said you shouldn't stand for this. Then they went and killed everybody. That's how You're Act One went. Back about Emerald Grove yeah. again. Yeah, and and <laughs> and and, and ha- what's his name? Haslin. Uh, Haslin. Has- yeah. Haslin. To this day, he he was a, not a major character for me because all of his people were dead. Hey, it is what it is. Um. But uh, I just so everything he didn't awkwardly hit on you. No, he didn't even stay with me after Act Two. He oh. leaves me, um, so I never have him afterwards. But um, but you know what it was is for me. I didn't expand my group hugely. I had a couple people in my camp, uh, but everybody I had in my group, I in, like liked having along um, mostly. But my ending that I got was so perfect. I had to uh, roll a natural twenty to. To, to get my ending and I did it 
and it was unbelievable and it was hilarious. I think I was laughing as much as I could. And Mike, you haven't finished the game, so I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But uh, oh, and um, really, how this clever wraps up for me, like it really maybe should have been my top three, depending on how it goes, because I'm surprised yeah. by how much I'm liking it. Yeah, I mean, you can play it differently. I was thinking about spoiling it for what I did, but I, I'll keep it. Um, because because you can your game is going to play different. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not even have the same characters with you when you play the finale. You don't want to influence yeah. it though either. I don't want to influence you knowing that it could happen this way, but just know that like I, yeah, I didn't fight the boss, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I've yeah, <laughs> I've scummed yeah. some things too. I've I've saved that town twice actually after dooming it twice, but yeah, because yeah. I, I but Absolutely. um. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's part of the game. It's fun. You can yeah, that's great. You can change character hooked up on the mind flare. It was good, good, good game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I love Baldur's Gate, and you know, I remember even talking about Divinity Original Sin on this podcast years ago about how yeah. creative and deep it was. Like, because literally, you could do the same things where it's like, oh, you throw oil and you can light on fire and this fire yeah. explosion the combinations are great. And I love that stuff, and that's great. It's just. To me, the just and just personally, I'm only speaking from the eye here because I know I am in a minority, but I just hate the D D mm. system. I just hate it. Like when they're just like roll, and I'm just like, mm. why? Like, why are you making me roll? Like I get it, but I also don't get it. And it's just it's like, a game because it's a video game. It's not yeah, exactly. D &D. It kills yes, me. Yeah. It's like if yeah. this were like I accept if I were to play D D. Yes, but it's like I'm playing a video game. I got you. Like, why are you making me do this? And I have like. That 20 that, Prisma, and I roll a 1. I'm just like, fuck you. Like, no, I'm sorry. There's no way that would happen in real life. I'm not just be like, her, her, her. Like, yeah. it's like... like I the, do. It's a trap, trap disarm where I'm like, I'm rolling four dice, and I have a plus, like, four, like, plus yeah. 20, and I roll I roll a 1, and I'm like, I'm not... Come on, man. Austeri it was Asterion that was doing it, disabling yeah. my traps. And I'm like, are you kidding me right <laughs> yeah, now? Are you kidding like, me? It's like, yeah. oh my so many God. pluses. Uh, um, but... But then yeah. when I got the ending that I wanted, like because of the the way the dice, you know, natural, because it's twenty eight charisma check to get that, and I'm I'm not getting the charisma on this, so I'm like the only way to roll it is a natural twenty. That's yeah. the only way you can get that. Only way. Yep. Um. So I was like, okay. Uh. But because I got that, like all those ones and everything mixed in, forgiven immediately. I'm just like, I got what I wanted. That's the ending. Uh. I was laughing all during the ending for me. Um. <laughs> I I. Really thoroughly enjoyed it, and I I can't wait to see what a Baldur's Gate four brings us if it ever comes out, which I think I hope uh, it will. So, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah. it's the one thing I will say. Like, I love this game a lot, and it's unfortunate because like it it just missed you know the top three, and really the only thing holding it back was just like there's some days I'm like I'm not in the mood to get frustrated right now with like yeah, these you can get so like, angry. Like, yeah. Yep, like that the the hopes light or whatever that like that pissed me off so much because like yeah. The yeah, very first time, it's just like the the enemy went first, crit her, and cutscene. And it was like, yeah, do I yeah. need to save scum this? And I looked it up, and people are like, like if you're going to save scum anything in this game, definitely do that, because you lose yeah. all these NPCs, all these side quests, if you let this happen. I'm like, ah, yeah. okay, that's why. That's why I did it. That's why I did yeah. it, too. But I, was I killing, saved I was that out twice from saved coming. Yeah. yeah. Twice, twice I went back because the other but, I did something else that doomed it that I didn't expect to doom it. So I yeah yeah no it's but it's yeah. What I love about this though is just that how unafraid they are to just locking people out of content in terms of like there are consequences for your actions. And I know we have talked about this on this podcast for the decade we've been doing this. 
yeah. Mass Effect 3 to like uh, mm-hmm. you know, any of the Fall games, whatever. Like just the fact that like the illusion of choice, right? Absolutely. All those other games have illusions of choice. And this one, maybe a little bit, but like. Yeah, but it's, it it's hides it so well. It hides, yeah, it hides right? so well. And just the fact that like, I didn't even know some of the characters were characters. Like, Somebody was yeah. like, oh, uh, yeah, Will is this. I was like, wait, who's Will? And I was like, I'm in <laughs> Act 3. I don't know who you're talking about. They're like, that. you mean in oh. Act 1, dude? I was like, okay. And I'm like, oh, how do you recruit him? They're like, oh, he's at the Emerald Groove. I'm like, okay, I was there. They're like, okay, so you talked to him. I was like, okay. And then, nope. did you talk to him again? No. Why, why, why the he... fuck would I talk to him again? I'm going to guess he got killed with the tieflings. That's what I'm guessing, because I he was not there for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hear, no I still idea. don't know how everyone's like first companion character is dead for me. Um, what's her name? Lizelle. That was my first. Yeah, my I just. First I don't know how you I, missed her, but yeah, I just fucking missed her, and then like, I guess a spoiler for if you do this, like, uh, like I long rest all the fucking time in this game because I didn't really think there was any downside, but apparently that's just time forward in a way. Yes. Um, so I just found her dead, uh, murdered by her own kind. As She's like the first comments. character I teamed up with besides, well, between, besides Shadowheart, but, um, and, she's a second, yeah, she's I don't second even, character. I still don't really even know why she was murdered. <laughs> I never really pursued that. Well, I, there I were, took her artifact. There's a there reason two... I'm, I'm starting to see why there might be a reason here as I went from yeah. the end of act two to act three, because there seems to be something with her race There's going some on, conflict. But, yes. Yeah. There's some conflict. But you I don't. I have no thought. idea. I, I'm like I don't. I'm not attached to this race of characters at all. I don't know what they're doing. But uh, I'm sure this would mean more to me if this character wasn't fucking dead for the uh, entire game for me. But it's whatever. funny because she, she's. Uh, I can probably say this now because she's not even in your party. She's the one that got abducted for me. I'll just keep that. Oh, as well as like, so I couldn't use her character for the entire like third act. <clears throat> but. Uh, hmm. um, that was an entire third act, but whatever that sequence is uh, in the act, it's just if like... It, if anything, it saves you from a very difficult choice later on, Mike, because there was a point where I'm just like... And this is the one aspect that I love of like the storytelling that Larian does, where it's like, there's character conflicts, right? Because it's not everybody where it's like, oh, main character, you're so awesome, you're so cool, I'm lucky to be around you. Yeah. It's like, yo, we're gonna do this? If you do this, I'm gonna be fucking mad, and we're gonna I'm- have... Fighting yeah. words, and it's like, I'm sorry, and then combat. I'm like, no, like, no, like, That's why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I haven't like most of them do really like me a lot so far, so it's interesting. Not, Although yeah. I'm I'm waiting yeah. for Starion to get mad at me because I've neglected him as a rogue. He's very hard. There are choices that were like a character, even if they're the, the, the max relationship. You do one thing, and they're just like dislike like you could just see like they will remember it. it's like yeah okay um, okay sorry <laughs> sorry Rust yeah. has been broken nope i think i was friendly with all my characters gail you know what's funny is with gail i p- treated Fuck him like gail i treat him like gail. Oh, I, uh, I know i, I know i treat I him saved, like garbage saved and just like with him because i did tell him to go fuck off and he just left forever i'm like oh he didn't, oh, he didn't leave guess. for me I told him to go I told fuck, him off, fuck off. I'm like, I'm not giving you shit for you're not explaining why. Fuck you. Fuck off. But <laughs> I'm like, uh, I, I guess I want to see like how good this character is. So I, I brought him back. But yeah, he does some damage as a wizard, like, but I, I he was mean, my he's AOE part guy. Of my main, he's part yeah, he's, of my main. Yeah, part, he was my AOE part. guy. So I mean, like, yeah, for me, Shadowheart was my favorite. 
to have with me, and that was about it. So uh, everybody else was interchangeable for me. But all right, uh, Corey, you're number one. Well, you guys know my tastes in video games, so I think Borderlands. You can is there, probably is there a guess Diablo. What, what my number one will be. It's like, uh, obviously it's a looter slash shooter? yeah, not shooter, but it's Diablo Four. I mean, wow, Diablo Four is my game of the year. It's, I mean, it definitely drops off after like yeah, you, you complete hours most of the stuff. But as but far as most yeah. time spent, yeah, yeah, I spent the most time in Diablo Four's world, and they did a lot of really good things in the beginning. And like, I hope they, you know, with this new big expansion they're coming out with, they can kind of bring it back to its you know glory days but they did a lot of really good things like they learned uh, a lot from the you know launch of diablo 3 and how they need to approach loot and what makes you know that loop of you know grinding like something that's fun and successful for for players like you need to have them obviously you need people to get things that are you know fun and exciting to get you can't just lock it away and have to pay for it so they did a good job with that, and then having that live multiplayer aspect, like multi, multi like massive multiplayer world to it, was uh, like genius. Really, like you're always constantly having these events that are popping up that you can like team up with other players. Definitely, you know, like pulls that from Ark. Um, I feel like Lost Ark. Yeah, and that just that really elevates it, to, makes it feel like the world's more alive and there's more going on. And then, like, obviously, it just drops off. Like, once you've done Moses up, it just drops off. But, like I said, hopefully it comes back with a, you know, big, uh, big expansion yeah. that makes it, you know, worth going into again. And it's just a lot of fun. Like, the most fun is just getting that loot, figuring out the best build for your character, and then just, like, watching your character just do work and just, like, melt enemies. Like, that is just <laughs> a really good feeling. And, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that, obviously, I love just... Being able to get new loot, upgrade things, and do it, keep doing that over and over again. Yep. So the cycle, the cycle's always yeah. There. It's no, it's, they, they did a great job with it. And I'm really hoping this new expansion is gonna be Re uh, regenerated. Yeah, yeah, re re revitalize yeah. it because yeah. like the seasons yeah. did nothing. The seasons were worthless. They were no. There's no reason really to like it, to like come back to it. They didn't but you lose bring... it. You lose it at the end of the season, right? All the stuff you start over. Well, the, the, there's like a battle pass type of thing. You don't lose everything, but like you're. There's a battle pass thing that's a progression stuff that if yeah. you don't get to a certain point, obviously you're not going to get the keep the stuff. But yeah, there's like cosmetics you're getting. So Ooh. all right, but yeah, no Diablo Four, great game all still. Right. Tony, your your number one game. Yep, no surprise here. You guys know me, just like yeah. you know Corey said. But um, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom mm -hmm. just. You played all these games on Switch? Did you play Octopath on Switch or? Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Switch games of the year, right there. I mean, that one's you know you could play that on PC or PlayStation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't um, yeah exclusive. No, I just said yeah yeah. Uh, you know, it's cool if it's the like Steam Deck for you, but um, mm -hmm. Tears of the King. I mean, what can I say? Like when I Breath yes. of the Wild was one of the few games uh, as an adult that's really made me feel like a kid again. Just in that terms of exploration and thinking, like, hey, what happens if I do this right? And like, what you know, it's like, oh wow, that that works. A lot of the time, that's that was. What the answer was in Breath of the Wild, and where I feel tears just kick it up to a whole new level with just everything from the physics to the chemistry combined with the powers, which really makes Breath of the Wild 
seem like kind of like an alpha almost, right? Where yeah, you're just like absolutely magnesis, yeah. like that's cute. Let's here's ultra hand, right? And it's like, <laughs> oh, like um uh the the freeze thing, it's like, oh yeah, that's gimmicky, like here's rewind, right? Yeah. Um and all those abilities, even though you know, uh the biggest criticism is like maybe like the game world is too similar. And I I, I could get that, right? Yeah, absolutely. But with games taking as long as they do these days, you know, I don't necessarily mind that because again, like it's a good world and you're doing something inventive with it. Like I, I don't mind going through another trip, especially when like you change. If they gave us a whole new map here, this game is not out yet. It's coming out in like three years. Exactly. Time, so. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. Um, but they change enough. And just the addition of the Sky Realm and the Underworld. I hate the Underworld. But go on. Yeah. I, hate, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I hate the Underworld too, but it's like, it's just a weird experience where you're like, I remember the first time I went down there, I was like, I don't like this. Like it is horrifying apps actually yeah. you're just like i can't see shit everything here like does perma damage to me or like semi perma damage to me like it's just not a good time um and everything like that but just all the other systems and what can i say like the powers i remember um helping one of the korok guys get to his buddy right i had to like fly him over a ravine get him to his friend and I fucked up in when I was like dislodging him from my like glide machine, and he just starts rolling down this hill, and I'm just like, "Why, dude? Like, why? Like?" And I'm just like, "No, hold on. Let me let me try this, right?" And I just went up and I equipped rewind and just pointed at him and zapped him, <laughs> and he, you just start seeing him roll back up the hill in reverse, and I'm just like. I cannot believe that just fucking worked. Like I cannot believe that's awesome. That just worked, and I was just like mind blown. And like the only thing I can say is like from that and like Ultra Hand and you know to a lesser extent Ascend. Like I like the Ascend. I a use game that. could be made of any one of these individual mechanics, that's right? Like you could totally see an indie game just being like, yeah, Ultra Hand. Like you could combine like, any two things in the world, and like that's the whole whole game right ascent ascent was like the greatest escape move ever it's like oh it shit <laughs> it's and, like you know yeah. the, one of the it's biggest su- it's such a debug mode move but i love it in this <laughs> i love yeah. it too because it's just like you know one of the biggest uh criticism uh, talk about a improved sequel and i know jim you and i specifically talked about this was in the original game there was nothing like uh equivalent to like the caves in, yeah in tears yeah. and caves is one of the deepest systems in this like i remember i found this one on the eastern side of the continent that like went through like the whole middle and I was just like, holy shit, this is deep. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to use my ascend here and see where I just pop out of it. I just love, cause like you get that really small, like cut scene where it's loading the world and you just see the link pop out. And I'm like, Oh, this is where I am. That's good to know. Like, just like, you know what? I'm good. And just go and just like, just like go down there. And the, the fact that all this works and I never experienced a bug. I'm, I can't speak for other people, but like no bugs, no crashes, no jank. It was just, it just works. Yeah. Uh, and then Jim, like what you're saying, well polished, uh, well polished, yeah, well polished. And the other thing was uh, the temples, because the first one, the you had the divine beasts, which I, I yeah it was probably the weakest aspect of that, that was the, of the first game. Yeah. yeah, they improved upon that, and I feel like just getting to the temples was a right. puzzle in itself. There's great exploring the skies, and it's like, oh, I'm there, I'm shit. Like, that was incredible. Just just, like doing the the bouncing and gliding in these like abandoned sky airships thing. Like, I was just like, this is cool. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, you're just like, you look down, you're like, I'm really high up. That, that, (laughs) I really, the ascent, the ascent to the first one, the, the way it was the wind, the wind, yeah, the wind Uh, temple, yeah, yeah. uh, 
no no ascent no other scaling compared to that clearly but that ascent was like such an impactful moment for the game to start you out that way because you're just like jesus how high am i going holy crap yeah uh you know it was just unbelievable so 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 impactful to make that the first really area you would go to naturally um and uh it's so awesome that was so good so yeah yeah and then you know um i always say like it's not how you start it's how you finish but the finale for this finale Probably one of the Incredible. most perfect ones I can imagine in, in, in any game, and just I love how like they even kind of do a like a like a fourth wall breaking thing when you're fighting uh, Ganondorf, right? And you see his health bar, and then it just keeps going. You're like, wait, what? And it just goes to the edge of the screen. You're like, oh, like okay, Ganon's kind of a badass, I guess, right? And then it's like you know, kind of like wait, it's like I don't really have to fight you, fight you. I could fight you with whatever I want. So yeah. just like you know, pulling out bomb arrows and throwing you know like dual swords you know ultra handed together and stuff like that but um yeah and the whole last sequence which i won't spoil because it is kind of like a reveal i mean that was just like it was ingrained like that's a core memory now yep absolutely i have a video of it i i I filmed it while i was doing it um uh, it was so good Uh, i really enjoyed that ending so it was excellent excellent game any other year, game of the year. I, I wish they no, came out. Absolutely. And, but I mean, yeah. like like I was saying about like Pikmin, I mean, Baldur's Gate is the same thing. Like CRPGs were just kind of, you know, on the back burner, right? Or yeah. like, you yeah. know, it's all the safe, like, and again, not trying to not like Starfield or Fallout or anything about like, it's just like, hey, we don't want to lock players out of content. We want to make sure that you can experience everything that you want to in the game. And Larry's like, nah, fuck this. You got to make some choices. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make, make some tough choices, choices, buddy. Yeah. 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 So cool. All right, uh, let's see what we got here. Disappointing games. Starfield for me, Starfield for Corey, uh, <laughs> MK1 for Mike, and Final Fantasy 16 for Tony. Do you guys want to do your number ones here? So number ones were Baldur's Gate 3 for myself, uh, Jedi Survivor for Mike, which I'm shocked about, Mike. I really thought you would... I didn't I didn't think it was going to make your list when you got to Alan Wake 2 up there at the top. I was like, wow. Uh, Corey's was Diablo 4, and uh, Tony's was... Tears of the Kingdom, and uh, absolutely deserving of that. Uh, great game. Yeah, so, all these games are yeah. incredible. You know? I just, this year, I cannot see... 2023 is one of the best years in gaming. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. We had a good variety. Like, I think that yeah. um, usually we're pretty aligned like, with like, gaming stuff, too. Like, we'll see multiple times, like, oh, this is on everybody's list. This is on everybody's list. But yep. it was definitely more oh, yeah. variety this year. There is a lot of variety. Jedi Survivor made a duplicate and Tears of the Kingdom, really. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at our movie cast, it was like a lot of duplicates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right, folks. So next week is TV shows of the year. Uh, that's a fun one. We'll do, we'll do a regular game cast to talk about some news that happened this week and, and next week, obviously. Uh, and then anticipated the week after those uh, for both movies and games and shows. Uh, we'll be talking about all in one part. Those are like not all in one, but you know, movie cast, game cast traditionally. Uh, when mm-hmm. I'm spreading it out. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, you guys stay tuned for all of that stuff. Once again, on Twitch, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, YouTube, all the contents over there. Go ch- subscribe to over there so you get notified. Uh, that's going to wrap up this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you guys soon. We're out. Peace.